This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're gonna ask the question, how do we party? How do we party, man? And we're gonna answer that question for you. And specifically what we mean by that, <laughs> because it was How do you party, man? It was intended to be a little bit uh, you know, clickbaity because of who we tried to kid here. We wanted you to click. Um, those of you that need that kind of motivation. What we're talking about specifically is the way that we approach the Hollywood industry industry <laughs> industry party scene, which we have become somewhat familiar with this year. We're starting well, we're starting to become familiar with it. The yes. the one the one party that I think we're gonna spend a lot of time on was uh it was uh the GQ party. Late, that was late last year. Yeah. It was not this year technically. Um, so yeah, there's there was that party, there was a Golden Globes party. We just haven't had an opportunity to like fully process with you our experience at these parties and it, it it is a whole world in and of itself. Not just the party but the, I mean this whole aspect of the industry well, is a part of it so I, you know, the goal of this episode is just to share with you our experience, warts and all. I don't think there'll be that many warts. Yes, there are. Um, I just want to have fun talking about it because it's some some of the more hilarious things that have happened <laughs> in your presence uh, have hap <laughs> happened at these parties. I don't know, and uh, I, did, I don't know if I'm if I'm fully ready to. Well, I'm ready for the world. You can watch me about tell it. Them. But I trust you, uh, Ear Biscuitier. Don't, with, don't trust me. With um, yeah, We trust that you will keep all of this in confidence. With my experience, <laughs> yeah, because it's. Uh... Um, we also, we, we, we did share uh, that one story about the party we were at where we couldn't get a drink yeah, at, at the, the bar. bar. And then, you know, that was on a previous podcast. I don't know which one it was. I uh, think he's, I think that guy's still thinking about probably not making us a drink. And He's that still is there. just kind of like a small indication of what our subsequent experiences have been. Now, I'm gonna start with what I think is a, a maxim, a thesis of what, Okay. of why. Of course you could just say it's a hypothesis, but no, I mean, no, it's not a hypothesis. all the way. No, it's not a hypothesis. It's, it is a maxim from which, or a principle from which all of the stuff and all of the reasons that we're gonna talk about why we even do this, yeah, why it exists. And that is because, I'm gonna try to make it sound like a maximum. That, a maximum. <laughs> a maximum maxim. That which fuels Hollywood is bullshit. Yeah. That is the maxim, okay? Yeah. And what I mean by that is that if you were, you, you talk about the Hollywood machine. Now, let's say the Hollywood machine is a vehicle and you were to look into the gas tank and you were like, what fuels this Hollywood machine? And, I, and, and the premise is you open up the gas can and it's full of bullshit. Or I, I would say it might be a vapid tank of emptiness. <laughs> well, no, I think that's the destination. That's the that <laughs> that's is what your soul becomes. That is the destination of the Hollywood machine is a <laughs> is a vast tank of 
uh, of emptiness. But the the fuel is bullshit. And here's and here's what I'm saying is that every single you know you you want to believe you want to believe that all, all this is based on art and talent and not and obviously those things exist. You 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 need to be good at what you're doing to kind of get into and to some extent to kind of get into the game at all at all. And then you might add to that. Okay, yeah, it's also who you know. But because we're all humans and but uh, you might you might be thinking that. That's part of bullshit though. I think it goes further because that I'm including that. Knowing people and like getting things done with people that you know or that you you know someone who knows someone and you fi- you feel like there's a little bit more trust or there's something like I owe this person that that's that's true of just life in a lot of ways. So I think that what you're getting at goes even further than that to this just you 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 want to start to think that like oh there's people in Hollywood and they're going to parties and they're all having a great time and just hanging out and um the people who are at parties are popular. And if you're so if you are seen at a party, then you are seen as popular, as hot, as as the cool crowd. I mean, it's like there's this high school cool crowd thing that happens and it's a whole game built around um, like the whole TMZ pictures being taken, voyeuristic entertainment tonight type well, situation. It's all about it's all about perception and, it, and, and the reality is superseded by the perception and the perception determines the reality in a lot of ways in, yes. that's in this town, right? Now, le- and let me say that I'm not critiquing that. This podcast is not about critiquing that. It obviously can has been well critiqued. Uh, and I think that we navigate the, the space knowing the, no, at least being somewhat familiar with the pitfalls of like thinking that this is where ultimate purpose belongs. We don't, that's not what we believe. And so we kind of play this game knowing, trying to figure out the rules but knowing that the vast tank of emptiness at the end of the rainbow is not something that we're interested in. But what we are interested in is we're interested in exercising uh, our craft, right? That's what we're trying to do. And we wanna do that on the most significant level possible and so that's kind of our purpose in in what we do and why we're playing this game, right? We play the game because we wanna continue to create and we wanna be able to create in the most significant way and the best and most strategic way to do that for us is to do it in the context of the system, at least somewhat. Because now we're doing a lot that we're very proud of and that we're very glad to continue to be doing in this alternate reality that came from the internet. Right. And uh, you know, so without sacrificing any of that, you know, we still wanna make a movie. We yeah. still wanna make another scripted story, a scripted series that is seen by more people than Buddy System season two to date has been seen by. So right. we start to say, how can we, do we need to start putting, you know, getting in the ring and playing this game? Well, and let me do just, we need to buy a ticket to the game and start playing it. Well, let me just address. To get some opportunities. Address one criticism, which I uh, relate to and appreciate, 
because there's a lot of people who make digital content like us, in, independent creators who make digital content, you know, everything we do on YouTube, this podcast, all, all the stuff that we do independently, we can cancel ourselves, we determine when the season starts and ends. That's completely outside of the Hollywood machine in a lot of ways, right? So you might say, well, why don't you just continue to create in that sphere? You guys could just make a movie. You guys could go on Kickstarter and raise money from Mythical Beasts and just make a movie. Yes, that is a path, and we're not saying we'll never do that, but in the current situation that we find ourselves in, the most, the, the way to get your work to be considered by the people who kind of control the cultural conversation is, you know, it's very, very difficult to say make a movie completely outside the system and just sell it directly to people who already know you and for that to be as significant. And I don't know, maybe you know, maybe we'll learn X number of years down the road that we should have just not even pursued this, but for what, for better or worse, what we are pursuing right now is trying to create things on a higher level and do it with at least a portion of what we're doing as part of our career within the system. Mm -hmm. So, and so you hire a PR firm to help you navigate and give you opportunities and get you into stuff. Right. So we so we're we're doing that. And that's how you get into these parties before you become like a bigger star in their eyes. Before, in the people who are throwing the parties at Before eyes. the people throwing the parties want you to be at the parties, which was not where we're at right now, right? Right you have to find somebody who can get you into the parties. Right. And it, it's, again, and that's not, bullshit, feels, <laughs> right? Feels a little dirty when it's like, you know we're saying that involves money. But the funny, the, <laughs> that, I mean, I'm just. Well, yeah, you got it when you got Indirectly, you but gotta, yeah. Yeah, but the, 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 the interesting thing, just to give you a small example of this, so the structure of a lot of these parties uh, is that you you show up at the event and there is a red carpet, you get your picture taken by a series of photographers, you've seen these, we share those photos and we try to do our little stance, handshake stance and stuff like that. But one of the things I noticed pretty early on is that we went to a few of these parties last year and the, it's all the same photographers. I mean, it's these people who are, there's a small, there's a relatively small pool of people, right? And so yeah. it's just like, like you can hear them. They're like, who are, they, who are these guys? And then we have to say, well, it's Rhett and Link. And well, what, no are your, last names, what are your don't. last names? Well, don't worry about our last names. Can you stand, could you stand on that set? No, we stand like this. We stand like Rhett and Link. Like there was a lot of orientation for people to understand what we were trying to do. And then little by little, you start hearing people say, I actually heard a photographer say, "Oh, it's those guys again," and it's in. Oh, it's sad, working. Sadly, Somebody's bored of us already. Sadly, oh, it's those guys again is what we're looking for, right? So the people I who I bet you they're going to shake hands and then raise their one of their legs. Oh, there they go. They're doing that dumb pose again. So and why that that is part of it. I, I'm just saying that that is part of the. It's one of the biggest parts system. of the game. Before you even get into the party. You got to do this, and matter of fact, you could just stop there because it's such an important part of the party. You could make an argument, and I think many celebrities do in their own mind. They show up for the red carpet, and then they just leave and don't even go to the party because they got their picture taken, proof that they were there. Because the game, or at least the big aspect of it, is looking like 
you belong with the cool people. It's like, oh, this is a cool thing. And here's a picture of that person at it. That's it. I would, I, pr- I can prove I w- I'm, I'm in the group. I'm in the group. Yeah. I got my picture in the same place that these other, like Jeff Goldblum got his picture. Right. And then, then you go into the party after that, and you're like, okay, yeah, like ninety percent of this is done. It's like you, because you got your picture, you got your credit. But and so, the way that we approach these. The, these parties though, and this is what we're gonna get into, is, is not the, we obviously we do the red carpet thing, we, we get the picture, so we'll be, so, so somebody who writes something on the internet will associate us with this particular event. But of course, we approach it, you know, it, it, yeah, we, okay, we may be, we may have a show that's very popular in certain circles and, and there, we may have some stuff to show and, and some stuff to be able to say, hey, we should be here, I mean, we've created this and that. But what we're kind of the overarching thing that we're thinking when we're there is really the, sort of the perspective of like thirteen-year-old Rhett and Link, you know, yeah. at Bowie's Creek Elementary School. It's 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 like there's a lot of famous people here. Who do you want to talk to? <laughs> you know, really, right? Or how good is the food? Where oh, yeah. where is the food? How much is it? How well, big are the plates? Well, there's two things going. There's learning the game, which is. Uh, you know, it's it's just a it's a challenge that it, in trying to figure out how this game is played and you know how do you get points and how do you advance your strategy and all those things. That's interesting. Observing it as an outsider is very entertaining to us, I believe. Oh yeah, and hence why we're happy to talk about it. Right. But then there's also an aspect of it that is, um, you know, then you're actually you you're, you're tr- trying to get to know people. There is another part of the game that is getting to know people that are successful at getting things done and making connections. Because it is that who you know and who you met and when you met them, was, how was their breath? Because did you, do you like them? Do you wanna keep working with them? How, or, how was their breath, huh? You know, that type of stuff. Because they're, they're just humans too. So it's humans working with humans, so you gotta work that part of it. But then the question in my mind, and this will become painfully obvious once we get into the what happened is, man, I, I is it worth it? There's turns out there's a lot of risk involved in going in trying to play this game. There's risk of, um, there's risk when you play the game. All types of <laughs> emotional, if not which is physical injury, m- emotional injury, embarrassment. Man, it really does feel a lot of times like. It's your first day in high school walking around the cafeteria with your lunch tray trying to figure out who do you sit with or who do you sit next to and is there gonna be an open seat at all or is somebody gonna come and, am I gonna trip and fall? And boy, the risk is real. I'll just I'll just leave it at that for the moment, but. Um, yeah, uh, I, and hopefully we'll in, unpack in, it. entertaining to you. But first we wanna let you know that this episode of Ear Biscuits is supported by ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork. 
The incredible quality of ButcherBox meat starts with the commitment to raising animals humanely and free of antibiotics and hormones. And each box comes with eight to 11 pounds of meat. That's a lot of meat, man. A lot of meat. Uh, which is enough for 24 individual sized meals or like three for me. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Meat man. Uh, you can choose from five different box types, all beef, beef and chicken, beef and pork, mixed box or custom box where you choose your own cuts. Right, and the meat is frozen at peak freshness in individual vacuum-packed biodegradable packaging and then delivered right to your doorstep. And they have a brand new protein, wild Alaskan salmon, sustainably harvest. Uh, this is unlike any salmon you're gonna find in your local store because it's super red in color. That means uh, it's fresh and as nutrient-rich as salmon can get. You want your salmon red, red salmon. I like to eat rich salmon. You know, like those posh salmon that's been like. You want salmon that's been living that wild, rich life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's incredibly convenient. Think of ButcherBox as your neighborhood butcher delivered right to your door on dry ice hmm. with free shipping in the continental United States. Continental. Continental. Choose your delivery frequency with the customizable subscription and go for it. Yes, it makes this, you know, I have these uncomfortable conversations with the, the guy at the meat counter, the butcher sometimes. Uh -huh. I just don't, I, I don't like talking to those guys. I don't know what it is. I feel so intimidated. I'd rather, I'd rather just click the meats, put them in a box and not have to have a conversation with anybody. That's what ButcherBox has done for me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna judge you for that, but for $20 off your first box and two pounds of free salmon. That wild salmon. Go to butcherbox.com slash ear and then enter ear. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash ear and then enter ear. Ear Biscuits is also supported by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free and they strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence, simple and intuitive, with data presented in an easy to digest way. I remember the first time we did a stock buying exercise in high school in ELPS class. Mm, and I, Mr. Hood. I, that was a lot of anxiety and it wasn't even real purchases, it was just a role play. Right. So I, we should have brought Robin Hood in. Oh. Mr. Hood was his name. Oh my God! I didn't even make the connection. Do you think he made this? You said it and I didn't make the connection. What, I was, it sounded like a joke. Our Elps teacher is behind this, so <laughs> get in. <laughs> There's no cost and no commission fees, which is very important. Yes. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Robinhood provides easy to understand charts and market data. You can place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Do not give your smartphone to a child. Unless they've in got investing knowledge. Right, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Robinhood is giving you a free stock like Ford or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at earbiscuits.robinhood.com. That's earbiscuits.robinhood.com. Now back to the biscuit. Okay, so do you wanna talk about the GQ party? First? Yeah, let, let's talk about them in chronological order because I think there's things that we learned that then the question with the Golden Globes party is were any of those lessons then applied? I think some I think, were. I think is that's one of the one of the main questions. And plus, I just want to get this whole GQ experience. I just want to cleanse it from my system. But so by putting it on the internet, it's going to hurt. <laughs> it might hurt a little bit, but at least it'll be out of me, 
and on to you. <laughs> okay, uh, so I can talk a little bit about the philosophy uh, of how we operate at these parties, okay, so. Well, Stevie was with us. So, yeah, well, yeah, that's part of it. So. That's the first, uh, she was with us for so that one, I mean. Stevie went with us to uh, the GQ party, which, um, you know, I think there's a different dynamic when it's, it's, there's a different dynamic when it's just two guys walking around the party like they're, like we we had at the uh, Golden Globes HBO party than when you've got sort of three people, two guys and a girl because now you kind of seem like this is a group and at any time that you just begin talking to each other, you just look like people who are a group of people talking but two guys talking to each other yeah, doesn't they constitute came together. a group really. Right. Especially when they both have on tuxes and look Obviously, are friends in the way that we were kind of in the gold. Yeah. they're not talking to anyone except who they came with. Um, but with three, there's a question, right? That's a, a, that's good. And you know, I'm gonna before we before we before we expose Link a little bit. I'm going to build him up a little bit um, because Link between the two of us is the one who is more fearless and just beginning to talk to somebody, right? He's always been the one that would go up to somebody, kind of initiate a conversation. I'm very standoffish and like self-conscious and don't like to don't like to do that. I don't ever talk to celebrities when I see them, even if I'm a fan. I you know, but Link is very comfortable with that. It leads to some great opportunities and some some great mishaps as you well, will see. I mean, it's, the whole point is to talk to people, to get to know people no, no. at a party. Well, no, it's great. And so, But it is very difficult to talk to people. I mean, yeah. again, it goes back to that whole like, you're in high school and you're like, you don't know anybody in the cafeteria and you're like, to make your way, you gotta start meeting people and there is a pecking order. Yeah, well, so it's like no, but I mean, who's going to come up and talk to us? Right. Well, and and to, to, there are to kind of contrast it. So, um, and so obviously, it's one of those things that like this is this is like life advice, right? So, when you are with somebody who has a particular strength, just let them do that thing, right? Don't I have absolutely? I don't. It does. I don't care at all that he's the one. In, like if if Link and I are helping someone move, for instance. Well, you know what Link's gonna do? He's gonna be the one that is in the moving truck, organizing and tetrising the stuff into the moving truck. Yeah, and you're gonna be eating whatever food they provide. Right, now, uh, and I, I could, got a bad back. Uh, and I, you know, and so, where are your donuts? Not only is he good at that, but he likes to do that. Let someone use their gifts. So when we go to a party together, I'm like, all right, because like when I went, to, I went to the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy uh, premiere party with my wife, just the two of us. Yeah, she's a big fan of the show. I am sort of a uh, proximate fan of the show through her, mm-hmm. um, and have watched it with her a few times. And we really wanted to talk to some of the cast, but she's you just wanted to lock a queer eye. She's just with your eye. She's just like me in that she doesn't. She just wants. She feels like I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to be embarrassed. So. We ended up talking. To, like, we we only talked to people that we like. She saw uh, Nate Burkus, you know, the de, the designer, and she had a point of connection, and she had something, and they'd been to the same. Uh, anyway, she talked to him for a second, and that was like cool, and that worked. And then some people, but we didn't end up actually having a conversation with any of the cast because at some point they ended up just hanging out with John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, and right just in this group, and it was like it was impenetrable. I actually went up to the group because Lance Bass was on the outside of the group. And I told Jesse, I was like, I bet that Lance Bass 
knows who I am. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just, I was going out on a limb, but okay. I was like, he's done a bunch of stuff with YouTubers. So you hovered around Lance Bass, member of what, NSYNC? Is it NSYNC? And then so, waited for him to turn around and no, maybe no. recognize well, No, that's not what I did. What I did is I was like, I'm gonna go up to Lance Bass and initiate a conversation, and then I will figure out, I will know instantly if he knows who I am. If he does, I'm on the exterior of the circle and I might be able to do a flip or a switcheroo and suddenly be on the inside oh, of the like circle. Body slam Now you gotta and... understand, this took a lot. This took a lot yeah. for me. I went up to Lance Bass and I said, hey Lance, I'm Rhett. And he was like, cool. Cool. Or something like that and continued to sort of bob his head to the music. He was waiting to get in on the other convo and he um, didn't want you to Block him from it. Yeah, and I think I said something else, but it was I, I, you know, I had an out plan. I don't remember what it was, but I took the out. I pulled the rip cord real soon, real early. Total fail. Yeah. So I've been there too, bud. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we talked about this. So then I knew going into this party, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm the tip of the spear. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab around, and then once I plunge into some flesh, then you guys are gonna run in and. Say, oh, I'm sorry, this is my spear, let me yank that out and let's have a conversation. That was the stated plan. This, I mean, the, we were all on the same page. The plan, I, the, the plan was that you would start the conversation and that we would then come in and continue the conversation, but the sort of unforeseen thing that didn't happen is we didn't discuss any of the parameters for how you would begin a conversation. Right, and I why, think why would you do that? That's my, and, that's kind of the lessons that we ended up learning. Well, like I said, there's a pecking order. So you go in there and I mean, it's, it, you know, it, to, to initiate a conversation with somebody that is known and famous, you are immediately saying, it is a position of weakness and of you're, you're, you're lower. Cause you're, I mean, and it's kind of like, well, are you, are you a fan or are you another person that I should think is cool? There's well, some psychological stuff happening. And, and not just that, but the percentages, the breakdown of like recognizable, you know, it's good, this sounds, again, I said from the beginning the premise is that the fuel of Hollywood machine is bullshit, so we're going with that for a second. The percentage of people who are quote unquote famous, you know, the celebrities, is a minority Very of people at, the, at this party. The majority of people at the party are industry people who have a connection to that to the brand or the company, the people who are putting the party on. And so this isn't like, which we've never been to a, the kind of party where like you go to like a celebrity's home and every single person there is a celebrity. That's a different, that's like a private party. We, we've never been invited to one of those. No. But this is the kind of thing where if you're a celebrity, you know that there's a bunch of regular folk who want to start a conversation with you so all the celebrities have a little bit of a defensive mechanism well, that we, they're operating with. We got there and we looked around and we didn't see any big time celebrities. And we knew they were gonna be at this party so we immediately are like asking like, is there a hidden room? Is there like a, we like you make a, a quick lap or you're looking around and you realize, is there, is there like a, a roped off section? And we actually talked, we knew the, you know, the people from GQ who were throwing the party and then we were, we were talking with them and we, we asked them we point actually blank. Ask them. So where's the where's the special where's the real famous room? I was like, oh, there isn't one. I was like, okay, all right. Okay. And then I looked around and I saw Adam from Adam Ruins Everything. Yes, who we'd never met, but we both worked with the same producing partners before, and 
So we. He came from the internet, college humor. So oh yeah. we just, we, we kind of go in with some confidence thinking we probably are familiar with each other. Well, I felt like we were in similar places on the pecking order. So anyone could approach anyone. He's walking by and I'm like, hey Adam, I'm Link, good to meet you. Good to finally meet you is what I said because it's like, I feel like we almost have crossed paths that a lot. That was good, that was good. He was very, he was very finally. friendly. He ended up talking to us for a while. He was, you know, we were, he was familiar with our work. We were familiar with his work. We were, it was mutual adulation. We were on the level, okay? Great start. We, it was we, right when we walked in. We actually talked about how awkward this place was. Uh, the exercise was. Because he kind of explained to us. He's like, this isn't the first one yeah, we, we, they, of I these just, type of parties I, that I've been to. I don't do this normally either, so right? So we talked about that dynamic of pretending to belong to then be seen as cool. And lo and behold, as we're talking, a photographer yeah. approaches, doesn't, and just starts taking photos of us having a candid conversation. They were candid photos. Candid photos. And then yeah. you started talking about how Jay-Z takes a candid photo. Jay-Z uh, likes to laugh while uh, photos are taken of him. So even though he's in a conversation where there may not, it may not have been a punchline, at the moment he sees a cameraman, he just kinda like throws his head back yeah, and opens his mouth look as at if pictures, he's in mid-laugh. Look at candid pictures of Jay-Z on the internet and you will be surprised at how many he is smiling and laughing in. All of them, and I immediately realized as you were telling me and we were talking about that dynamic with Adam Ruins Everything, um, who, the beauty of, the genius of it, because now there's the photos of Jay-Z having, just having the time of his life with other people who apparently are cool at parties. Mm -hmm. So so we tried that a little bit. There may be an image floating around some of, laughing. Of, uh, of that. And I, just as a side note, Adam does have a natural instinct to ruin everything. Like as we were talking about things, like he, mm -hmm. he was like almost literally biting his lip trying to not overanalyze, I think in an adorable way. I really liked the guy, it wasn't annoying to me. I, I was actually fascinating that like we were analyzing this party situation, and he was like breaking it down. Like that's literally how his brain works all well, the time. Of course, yeah. He was he was doing uh, uh, actually like well informed version of what we're trying to do right now. <laughs> you mean he was pointing out all the you know the dynamics of the situation and seeing right right through it. But we knew if we kept talking to him that we wouldn't accomplish much because, I mean, we we both felt like we were on the same level and we needed to make a few laps. And we're like, if this falls apart. If, if we don't generate any other leads, let's meet back here and have a good time. Yeah. I think I said that at one point. So uh, I think I, I wanna cover the sort of the first misfire, okay? Um, well, you, who is that? That's the, you know, that guy. Oh, okay. okay I'm, I'm doing it in order. I'm doing it in order as well, I remember Well, I did it. see Joe Keery before that, the guy from Stranger okay, Things so who was on our show, yep. and I went up and talked to him and he remembered me because he was on the show and then his girlfriend was with him and she is from, I was like, I was talking to them for a while and I didn't know who she was and it, I was like. It follows. And I was like, um, and what do you do? And she's like, I'm an actress. I'm like, anything I would know? And they were like, it follows. And I'm like, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's, so. So then it got, I didn't the conversation know, I got didn't a little know weird. that you asked that question, but you typically, as someone who never watches anything, you shouldn't say anything I would know because that's a really small pool of things. Well, that's her fault. Yeah, so you should be like, oh cool. 
What 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 are you, what are you working on now? Right? Remember that's a, the, the, so right. we developed. We, we, Jacob we, almost fell out of his seat. We, we, yeah, that that was something that we gleaned once we talked about this later because I kept going, I kept going to talk well, about what two, that people were known for. Two lessons learned and that we already learned with the Joe Keery conversation. First of all, Joe was incredibly gracious and he's like, you know, he's done this with the, with the with the the way that Stranger Things kind of blew up and now he's gotten all these other roles. Like he's like, he's established himself. He's a Hollywood celebrity. He can go to these things. Everybody recognizes him and he was super gracious, super nice. His girlfriend was equally uh, nice and gracious. Yeah, we had a good time. Talked to us for a while. Now you asked and the question. And then I was, I was like, I was feeling good. Well, two, but two things. I wanna give the two lessons learned at this conversation because the first one was don't talk to them about the thing because you also talked to Joe about <laughs> Stranger Things season. Let me, let me say, you told him. You were like, yeah man, I hadn't finished season two yet. Like so you actually, so first of all. Yeah, and I was like, don't spoil it for me. But you know what, maybe you could spoil it for rule me because wouldn't that one, be cool if Joe Keery spoiled Season two for me? No, it wouldn't, because rule number one is. No, that was me is, talking to him. Rule number one is. I told him that. Well, okay, I, sh I wasn't there yet. I see, I didn't come in fast enough. Rule number one is do not talk to a celebrity about the thing that they are known most for. Because every fan does Because that. that's what every fan does. And you're trying to establish yourself, it's not, I'm not a fan, I'm like you, bro. I'm a peer. So the question is. You what, were on my show. What are you working on now? That's the question. And then the second th that's what they want the to talk second about. thing that happened is we were up there, Stevie and I joined the conversation, we're talking, and about, I don't know, four minutes, four to five minutes into the conversation, I got the sense I was like, we should we should exit this conversation. You know, I can kind of tell that Joe's he's I think be, the he, proper terminology would be let Joe go. Let Joe go because yeah. he's being gracious, he's got lots of people to talk to, but I don't think that Link got that message. And uh you continued to to speak and continued to bring things up yeah. for another five minutes. Really like talking to Joe. Super gracious. And so he wasn't gonna be the one to to bail because he's such a nice guy. But eventually In he, the pecking order, you can't monopolize someone above you he did, too much of their time. He did bail eventually. So the second rule is right. you need to exit the conversation first if you're below that person on the pecking order so that you don't seem like you're trying to monopolize their time. Yeah, it sounds ugly, sounds gross, but it is true. But I was kind of riding high at that point. I was like, he remembered me. It's like, hey, we're having, we had a fun conversation. There were laughs, maybe lasted a little long, didn't know that yet. And then I'm walking ahead of you guys again. I'm like, I'm trolling like a bass fisherman going through and I, like, <laughs> it's close quarters. And so like people are passing on the left and right and people are, a lot of people make eye contact because they're looking for someone who's higher on the pecking order than them. Yep. People want to see somebody famous. So I tried to have a look on my face that like I was famous. Yeah. Famous I mean, famous I had, face we call I it. I had hair on my head that looked famous. Yeah, yeah. We looked like guys who are trying real hard. I mean the well, suit that I had on your suit especially was trying so Mine hard. Was toned down a and bit. I'm already so tall. I'm already, you know, like a beacon. It was like a it was like a, a Checkerboard. I might as well have had like a light on me that was like, I'm trying hard, you know, like a neon sign. I didn't have that, but I just had, I had the look on my face. And as I walked by this couple, the guy caught my eye and I turned and I looked at him at point blank range. Like, I could probably put my thumb on my nose and then reach my pinky out and put it on his nose. Right, that's pretty close. Like, that's pretty close. And then I was like, I recognize. 
I know exactly who this guy is. And I was like, Greg! (laughs) And let me just say uh, that his name was not Greg. Um, That's not what I knew about him apparently. I didn't know his name. But but, but then I followed up immediately, I was like, I could tell by the look on his face that his name was not Greg. (laughs) It, but but why 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 Greg? Why? I thought it, I thought he looked like a Greg. That's but that's not and how, I was like that's not how you begin conversations. You don't look at people and imagine what their names might be. And I, but then I just say it. I knew him. That that never should be. So the then case. I was like, uh, uh, I okay, your your name's not Greg, but I do know who you are. You are the rock climber. It was Alex Honnold. And he was like, I was like, so t- I'm sorry, just my name's Link. What's your name? He said Alex. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So your name is Alex. You climb. So this is rock when Link formation. Told him what he did with no harnesses. You are a freak of nature. I didn't say that, but I was thinking, your brain, your body, your everything is a freak of nature. He climbs like El Capitan at Yosemite, just. In a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. Now I saw and a you, cell phone. I saw you with starting this conversation, and I was like, "This is a good conversation." Like, th- because this Not is too famous. This isn't somebody Fringy. that everybody's going to know about. This guy, he's a climber. I follow him on Instagram. I think he's absolutely amazing. I do know that his name is Alex, not Greg. So do I now. Um, you know now. Uh, and so when I saw you talking to him, I was like, "This is great. Go up." I have points of reference about who he is. I follow yeah. him on Instagram, yeah. and so. And again, I introduced you. I remembered your name and super, name. super nice guy. Very gracious and didn't act like he didn't have time for us at all. He was, uh, in fact, he and made, I'm, I made fun of myself. I, kn- I knew that, like, you, you got out it of did. it. You got out of it. It's not like you completely embarrassed yourself, we, like in, I, we in later, rec- later in the we night. We <laughs> fully recovered, right? And he's super nice. And he also talked about how sure he, you know, if he could be on the show at some point. We were like, yeah, there'd be, a, you know, where there was a picture of us holding up uh, on Instagram. We held up our hands because. His hands are like so, like meaty. The kind of hands that you need to climb the faces of mountains in just a pair of shorts. We were fascinated by it. Super nice guy. Also, uh, his girlfriend. Super nice. Super nice. I called her Ashanti. Yeah, that was not that her was name. That was not her name. But by then, it was a joke. So, their my pet names for them <laughs> at that point became uh, uh, Greg and Greg Ashanti. And Ashanti. Uh, and they got a real big kick out of that when I brought it back at the closer when we were saying goodbye. After so, probably talking to them wait for way too long as well. Definitely. Yeah. That, it was, but you also talked to them too long. You talked to them more than I did. I, I, but what, what I, I can't, but you gotta be in agreement. I can't be like, all right, Link, let's go. I mean, like you were, like, you were so zoned in that I could, what am I gonna do, like pinch you like a child on the arm? I'm not gonna do that. Well, we could work something out, well, yeah. Well, what we did is right after that, I told you, I was like, you gotta get out of these conversations earlier. <laughs> I, and this was before we established the rules it's about like, the pecking order. Look at that guy in the checkerboard suit just, just Given that other guy the third degree. I was like, you're taking these conversations too long and you, it's because. I was having a blast. But no, and no, and to clarify, because I, I know how this the dynamic of this whole thing works. The comments are gonna be like, why is Rhett picking on Link the way that he wants to do the party? I think that you also need to take some responsibility. You yeah, also, you, ag- you agree with this. Yeah. I because agree that it, there are these are lessons that it became an inconvenience for the yes. people that you were talking with. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You became an inconvenience to those people and you don't want to be an inconvenience to those people. In the same way that we wouldn't want somebody to do that to us. Uh but again, no at this point no one was like 
Everybody was super nice. It wasn't like it, we were ruining relationships or anything like that. He may be on the show. It's, it's still great. I wasn't right. mad. And did you notice his eyes? Like his eyes were deep, he's dark got, pools. He's got the eye of the tiger, man. It's like you could tell that there was something that you normally see in people's eyes that was not in his eyes. No fear. That allowed him not to a, climb a mountain with nothing. Not a hint of fear. This man could, no matter what could have happened, no matter who would have come in there, he this man cannot be afraid. At one point I asked him, I was like, they've analyzed your brain, right? Because I knew there was a documentary. He was there because there was a documentary about him. That was, that was uh, at regular theaters. Yeah, okay, so then, I'm still flying pretty high, but at this we did point have in a, terms of like confidence. We did have a little talk though after that. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I was like, you know, um, let's you know, let's not spend so much time. But still, I, at, th at this point, to Link's credit, I still wasn't. I didn't say let's switch roles. I didn't say that. I didn't say right. let me start the conversations. I was like, no, you still be the one to start the conversations. Stevie and I will come in. We'll have a great conversation. We'll end in a good place. And but then we go to let's the, just yeah be a little little quicker and I'm like more efficient. I'm like okay I'm you know I'm teachable, right? I'm open. The teachable moment. I wanna I wanna learn. I wanna I wanna make the best of this. So we go to the bar. We grab us a drink. We actually got a drink, and then I turn around and I was like, that guy over there is talking to that girl that he obviously came with. He's like wearing a sweater. Yeah, he's got black hair. I'm dark brown. Dark brown, curly hair. Beard. Like, beard. That guy is a rapper. That guy is Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky is a very, he's a hilarious rapper. This yeah. is me talking to you and Stevie. I don't know if you knew him at the time. Uh, of course I knew him. Okay. Skilled skilled uh, lyricist and uh, as well. Yeah, I, so I, familiar I, with his work yeah, I was and, a fan. and a fan. So I'm like, I'm gonna talk to and, him. And also, Still, we're like right. We're we're not at like some places that we will eventually get in terms of like right. names that everyone will know, which, right. which is where this conversation he's, is going. He's not okay? in ubiquity, so, so I'm like, I'm gonna know. go talk to Lil Dicky, and I guess since I went ahead, I should tell what happened before you got there. I would love to hear you just tell jump that. in when you remember when you showed up. But um, let's see, how did this go? I go up to um him and I'm like, hey, uh, how's it going? No, no, you said. What did I say? Cause you Cause told I, me I've, this. I've told you, I just you can't said, remember exactly what I said. I would like to introduce hey, myself. Hey man, I'd, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Link and then it was, it was kinda loud, there was music playing, I was shaking his hand, I put my head down to put my ear towards his mouth to hear his response and he said, Hey man, I'm, and he said, he said a name. He said a name. Right. And then I looked up, and again, I was just as close, to, I could've did the thumb pinky touch you with his You can't tell what you were thinking though because that ruins the punchline. I said, I thought you were Lil Dicky. And then he said, I, I am. am. <laughs> and I said, well, I, I know, <laughs> He was like, that's, you know, that's not, that's not my real name. <laughs> and then he proceeded to say. He said, Jay-Z, he brought up Jay-Z, he said. I was there by this point. He said, Jay-Z's name is not Jay-Z. Right. And I was like, well, I, I know that, 
I was just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I understand that's not your name, but I just didn't know if it was you. Because here's what happened. It wasn't that I thought his name was Lil Dicky, for in and he was gonna introduce himself that way. It's that when I got that close to Lil Dicky for the very first time in my life, and like I'm looking up and I could have, you know, I could have, I could have kissed him on the nose. When I was that close, I immediately was overwhelmed with the thought, this is not Lil Dicky. <laughs> this is just some guy. Oh gosh. Some guy that looks a lot like Lil Dicky at the GQ party. But again, when you get that close to somebody, you can see the pores in their skin. You've never you, seen that. You start to, it, they look a little, Lil Dicky they 4K. look a little more real than any other way they've been presented on any screen. And so at that moment I was just thinking, I don't want to have a conversation with this guy thinking he's Lil Dicky, but it turns out he's not. Yeah. I don't wanna invest that amount of time because that's gonna get awkward. So instead of making this awkward, having an awkward conversation as if I think he's a rapper that he's not, I'm, I'm gonna just make gonna it say. more awkward than I ever could possibly other than that I'm first scenario. I'm just gonna scenario. say, I thought you were Lil Dicky. I am. Which you had, you realized that in, do, in avoiding awkwardness you stepped into the, one of the most awkward conversations you had, the, probably the most in, awkward uh, conversation you had at, that night. At my time on the planet. And. Because it didn't end there. Because then I was like trying, to, I was like, oh, here's, here's my friends Rhett and Stevie and hopefully they can help rescue me from this awkward moment I've created. Again, I, I thought, I'll just acknowledge that I've done this. Yeah. And then at that point, he, he turned to me and he said, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Which, side note, if you ever hear that in a conversation, <laughs> it doesn't mean you're doing great. And I'm not, I'm just saying what happened. And, and, I'm not no, trying to paint little no, Dicky no, as no, a no. little Dicky. I'll say. Or no, a big Dicky. No, here's the deal. I'll, I'll say that I actually think he is a very nice guy. I think he was trying I think he was best. trying to make it funny because what, what was right. happening was so awkward, I think he was just trying to make it funny. And you know Me what? Me too. It was very funny. It was funny and you know what? He, he deserves no hate for, for that response because I don't think he was being mean. I think he was trying to play it off. Yeah, he was. And it and it was funny from his perspective. But we talked about. But okay, so I don't know. There's a lot of lessons learned in this situation. I mean, obviously. Well, it got worse after that because I was talking to him. I was like, "You talked to him a little bit, and like you and Stevie were kind of embarrassed for me." And I get that. And then I was like, "Hey, man, uh, your songs are hilarious. Like they actually played one of them in the oh, in, in my gym. <laughs> I forgot about this. Like they were playing one in the gym, and I was just like busting out laughing, and I was like." Uh, you were violating that other rule again. You yeah, were, I, I talked about. You were talking about your personal, your very personal touch. I was point. fanboying over right. his song, and then I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I'm in there laughing. I'm like, you're helping me get fit like this, and then I pointed at my body and I'm like, this is for you. Yeah, and I was like, no, I do, Well, I don't mean, I don't mean this is for you. I meant this is because of you. Like me being this fit is because I was just trying to make a joke and that they the played my song, your song in my gym. Here's the thing, if but it, this is for you. At if this you point, want it. at this point, Lil Dicky should have said, "You know what? I'm not Lil Dicky." <laughs> you know, like that's actually what he should have said because it would have ended the conversation. And it's interesting because do you remember a guy came over my left shoulder and said, "Hey, man," and he leaned into his ear and he was like, "I really blah 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 blah," and then Lil Dicky was like. 
thanks man, and then the guy walked off. And then I said to him, I was like, That's now, what I should've done. Now that's what I should've <laughs> done. Yeah. I told him that. Yeah. Well, but there was no recovery. It was I was like a puddle. Well, okay, but but there's a couple of things, okay? Because we just more we got to get to more stuff. There's better stories than this, believe it or not. Um, That's it. I'm done. the The first thing that I said, I'm is still a fan. I di- I don't think that you should say, I would like to, to introduce, introduce myself. myself. My name is Link because yeah, I think that you should just. And not saying you shouldn't introduce yourself, but you you began the conversation in a way that was like, I know that you have no idea who I am and I'm just coming at you from this, Just I'm just a fan, versus just like, hey, I'm Link. You could have just said, hey, I'm Give Link. Give them a little bit, of, a sliver of doubt that they might know who you are or have ha- worked with you before or should know who you are. I personally like to go with good to see you because that's not untrue. Not again, but just good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see but, you. But then you can, and then you say, I'm Rhett. You can't do both I, of those. I'm reading. I'm reading this the situation. But in these situations, I came in so late that it was just it was well, that it, was it, the plan. And then it was just oh, we were just talking about what you had talked about. So, um, and again, you, the, the, you already know the whole thing about like if you think somebody's that person, then just go with it until you find a, another way out of the conversation, other than sudden, <laughs> suddenly doubting in the middle of the conversation. Jay Z's name is not Jay Z. So after as it turns so out, so after that happened. We began to talk about how what we had done is we had created an incredible ear biscuit. <laughs> it was like yeah. the stories that were being generated by your interactions with people were so entertaining to me that I was I was just having a great time being Stevie and I both being blown away at how south the uh, the conversations were going. Well, we talked to Bo Burnham after that, and that was a great conversation because it was. we reminisced about the first time we met in, in two thousand and eight. Yeah, you had, had, had a good little conversation. Saw him later, made eye contact, and then we went different directions because we had already had our conversation. Right. Uh, but then we're rolling around the party, and one of the things this is another sort of principle that you see in these industry parties is that the recognizable faces begin to thin out very quickly. Right after, you know, I don't know if the party starts at nine o'clock. Well, then by like ten thirty at the latest. Anybody that you would recognize yeah, as a gone. celebrity, they're gone. they're gone. And now it's just the industry people who just want to have a party who are there. And so they again, got in their one picture and they're out. Again, we do not see ourselves as celebrities. We we're at the party to kind of establish ourselves in that way. But that's not how we think about ourselves. And so we have to have this thing where it's like it kicks in and we're like, ah, you know what? Everybody else who's supposed to be famous has left. So we should probably leave too. Like it's literally that level of reasoning. It's not cool in any way. Um, it, it, we might, let's get one more drink or let's get some more of that food. I want another one of those cake pops. You know me, I'm going for the food. And as we're contemplating that, there's like a line of people and I turn around, I look over my shoulder, Michael B. Jordan is walking by. And I'm like without, I'm like he's mo- he's in motion. He's going towards the exit. This is. If I'm gonna meet Michael B. Jordan, or if you're gonna meet him, this is the moment. So I I wheeled around, and I was like, "Hey, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Link." <laughs> hadn't gotten over that yet, and he was like, "Hey, man." He never stopped. By the way, I watched. And this he happen. never stopped moving, which and is smart. As I rotated, trying to follow Michael B. Jordan, muscular dude, shorter than me though, and he, <laughs> he said, "He was like," I was like. Congratulations on everything. 
Yeah, that wasn't bad, that was pretty good. It's a good you line. Know? And then, then he kept moving and then as I turned back around to look at you guys, I got hit in the shoulder yep. by a guy. Bodyguard number one. Who was following Michael B. Jordan and then as I continued to turn around, I got hit in the shoulder Bodyguard by another guy's two. shoulder. Yeah. And then, if my memory serves me correctly. I saw it happen four times. There, <laughs> there was at least two more guys. I saw you get who, hit four times. Who felt the need to make physical contact with my shoulder yeah. just to let me know, hey dude, you just talked to my employer as he was exiting and I just want my presence to be felt. And that happened four times in rapid succession. Yeah. It didn't hurt, it wasn't aggressive, it wasn't physical. It was just kind of established. I'm not gonna press way, any charges. The way things work. It's just the way things work. Yeah, he had some bodyguards. Um, I don't think anybody else there had bodyguards. But um, then, at, right before we leave, we're like, we gotta make one last, make, is there a section of the party that we missed? Because again, we're looking. Let's make one more round. I mean, I'm looking at like the previous year's uh, pictures from this party and like Rihanna was there. And of course, I'm thinking, well if I meet, how am I, I, if I meet Rihanna, I gotta talk to her about how, you know, I have a crush on you I on the internet. You, I think you might would, would have you, had to introduce yourself. Yeah, I might. I would have said my name. I would like to introduce myself, and I wouldn't have cared how it went. <laughs> uh, but so we're thinking we're going to meet somebody like that, and so we 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 take one last little stroll. And there, there's this little area outside that we hadn't seen yet, um, and it was I think it was like the it smoking was, section. It was a porch. Stevie right. was like, "Oh, there's a porch out there," and then she like grabs her arm. She was like, "It's not a secret section." It's been the smoking section all along. All the coolest celebrities are in the smoking section, which don't smoke, celebrities. It's not good for you. But and so I, we, and not everybody was smoking in the smoking section. It was just, just it's what it was. It was small. We walked out there, and of course, it's dwindling by this point. And I didn't see anybody, and we're standing out there, and then all of a sudden, <gasps> John Mayer. John Mayer. John Mayer. Now, now we're forty-year-old white I think, guys. I think it's important. So we like John Mayer. I think it's important for me to tell this one from my perspective. Well, um, for, are there people who don't? There are people who like hate John Mayer. So, if like, if we're talking about how we like gushing over John Mayer, they'd be like, "What? You're in poor taste or something?" I don't know. Okay, let, let's just set the record straight about John Mayer. Uh, his most recent albums, when he went a little bit country, that is his best work. If you disagree with that, you are wrong. He's an incredible musician, he's an incredible songwriter, he's an incredible lyricist, he's an incredible guitar player, like virtuoso guitar player. Now he may have made some weird personal choices and statements in the past and I'm not defending that and, I, and I'm not even referencing that, but he is an incredible musician and we both love his music and so this was an important moment for us when we saw John Mayer. So we're standing, you know, I could probably throw a rock hard enough to kill him from that distance. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm, I don't want to do that. I'm just. I'm I trying love to, the way that trying you, to say you, distance. You, you you like to paint the physical space picture. I was close I enough that numbers, if I was so. talking to him and had my finger on my nose, right. and my, If I had a if I had a a rock about the size of a fist, I could probably kill him. But with based it. on the way that you had behaved throughout the night, this at this point, I wasn't even having to do it. Stevie was in charge at this point, and she said, <laughs> "You cannot talk to him." You yeah. cannot talk to John Mayer, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. and, and we were, and I'm like, you know what? I, you know, you're right. I'm not going to talk to and him. And he was standing next to we. The three of us were in our little group, and he was in a group of like two or three people talking to them. Yeah, and we're, you know, close enough to kill him with a rock. <laughs> and at that point, we're saying, Link, you can't talk to him because it's just going to be super awkward. But then he begins to leave, and that exit 
involves walking past us. Walking behind me. And actually closest to you. So you did the Michael B. Jordan move and you turned. And well, it, yeah, cause, and I've been saying, I'm not gonna talk, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll play nice, I'm not gonna, we'll wait for another opportunity. There'll be another time to meet John Mayer, I'm not gonna, I gotta, I gotta gather myself, there'll be another party. But then when he started exiting and he was right behind me, I was like, ah, psych, I gotta meet him. And, and you, so I, I wheeled around. And you said, hey John, what was your middle statement? Cause it's your last statement that you were like, Con congrats? I, I think I was like big fan. You said something that wasn't as specific as big fan and I've told the story to a bunch of people and I can't, but the the last part was. And then he kept, he didn't stop He didn't walking. stop He either, was like, hey man, yeah, thanks. But he was, on, and he was exiting. But you said, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I you, I said you, I told him that I loved you, you, him, and but and, and you didn't intend that when you no. you could tell by the way you started it was like it just, I love you. It changed into I love you. Right. I I I love. Well, he was walking away so fast. No, no. You said, "Hey, John, nice work. I love you." Yeah, that, that was that, it. That, that was is it. exactly what you said to John Mayer. Hey, John, nice work. He said, "Thanks, man. Thanks." He kept walking. I'm like, "I love you," <laughs> and then he was gone. But from my perspective, from like inside of my brain, which you know, it's you a should, weird place. You should buy a ticket. Uh, it's worth the wait. Um, I think I was gonna say something like, "I love your, your work. work." That that could have worked. But he was gone, so it was just, "I love, I love you. your your." No, you said, "I love you." Well, you're trying. You're I try was facing him. Not you're you. trying to save it. You said, "I love you." But you know what? I do love him, and that's great. Uh, and I'm, you know what, John doesn't care. He doesn't remember you. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't a memorable exchange. Now, Lil Dicky, I think, might remember me. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably does. I uh, feel it, the need to take a moment to speak directly he's to. He's probably told that what story. What is his name? His name is David. Dave. David Bird. He introduced himself as Dave. Dave, I know your name's not Lil Dicky. I know that I put you in an awkward position and um, I even know that in telling our story that it might paint you as the bad guy, but I wanna go on record and say that you did the best you could. Uh, you even brought some humor into it, which I fully appreciate. I'm still a fan. Uh, you you didn't do anything wrong. Um, so you have no need to apologize and no need for me to let you off the hook even though I'm doing it. Um, I look yeah. forward to seeing <clears throat> you again where we can have a normal conversation and um, let's just go from there. Can we start over? Can I have a do-over? Sure. Thanks, Dave. Now, so. And John, just have a moment oh with you. He's not watching. I love you. There's not a chance. That's it, that's all I wanted to say to you. So as we, so on the way home that night, we, we started kind of establishing. Some, John's got a big noggin. Well, all, all the greats do. All the greats do, yeah, all the like great songwriters. Up have, close like that? Uh, uh, big heads. His head's like twice as big as yours. Uh, don't, no, it's not twice as big. No. I mean, it's probably twenty percent bigger. Yeah, um, in a good way. As we discuss the rules, we've kind of been through a few of them. You know, get out of the conversation earlier. Don't talk about some. Don't talk about the thing that they're known for. Talk about something tangential, or just ask, "What are you working on now?" Don't assume that they don't know who you are. Just talk to them like you're picking up a, a, a conversation. Don't tell them you love them. Uh, don't be a don't be a fanboy. And. There's a certain level of celebrity, and I think Michael B. Jordan and John Mayer both fit this bill, that 
there's just really no circumstances that you should talk to them. I there's very few. I I, I think there's there's a very few. I can't accept that. There's very few ends to to that conversation going the way that you that you would want. I think it's typically typically going to be you're going to be talking to somebody who then has a connection or something like that. It, now you, you're going to get think, you're going to get more of a thrill and you're going to get better stories. I think Mamrie Hart met Reese Witherspoon at a party and they're like best friends now. She's so much better with people. Well, that's for sure. I think to, we need to we need to hire her to consult me. But I'm just going to go to parties with Mamrie. But uh, again, of course, I kind of need to be invited. Again, I am. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you took the initiative. You're I'm welcome. grateful. I'm grateful that we have these stories. These stories are probably, in one sense, more strategic and, and more, of more value than the relationship that we could have had That's with those right. people That's that right. we will never have with those people now. But you know what? We we may Alex Honnold might be on the show at some point. Don't forget, we talked to Terry Crews. He knew who we are and he gave us like a motivational speech that and, same night. And let me say, I initiated the conversation with that's Terry Crews. That's because we had, we had seen him the night before. No, no, and that's what I'm saying. I'm t I'm outlining the differences. And I'm not saying, it's. I'm, I think that in this setting, you- I talked to Terry. You're, 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 you're better at these things. So what I'm saying is that I will talk to anybody if I've got something, if, I, if I've got a point of contact. And so we, we had seen him at the, the so I'm not, and he's, by the way, we talked about this before, nicest guy on the planet. Terry Crews, nicest guy on the planet. Right. And actually, he, he and his son watched the show, it was incredible. Um, but we took these rules and we said the next time we go to a party, yeah, we're going to apply some of these rules. Um, and so we got invited to the, HBO Golden Globes after party. And I was coming back from, uh, first of all, it was, you, you, you know, we were told, I think it's, you probably could, you, you didn't have to have a tux, but like, you know, it's technically black tie. We didn't have tuxes. I was in Mexico at the time and I was gonna have to get back, get fitted for a tux because the rest of don't wear something off the rack because they don't make things that fit me. Okay, so I have to get things fitted. I have to get things tailored if, they, if they're gonna look halfway decent. And so I was gonna have to get off the plane, come here to the office, get fitted for a tux, and then immediately get into a car and go to this party, which is what happened. And I was actually a little bit late because there was a, a flight delay. So we're, ha we're going down and apparently all the parties after the Golden Globes are at the hotel, the Beverly Hilton where the, where the Golden Globes are held. Mm -hmm. And they're all in these little areas. So you got Netflix and Amazon and Hulu or whatever and HBO. So there's like, five, there's like six parties, all like big significant parties and they're all in the same place. And so because the traffic would be so crazy to this little hotel, they have a shuttle service. Yeah. Where you meet off site at like a parking area and you get into these shuttles. Yeah, and we were told to Uber to the, sh the location of the shuttles. Right. Then a shuttle will take you to the party and then you you know bring your ID so you can you know cuz there's a list. There's a list. Right. So we get to we get to the uh shuttle area and we see just a bunch of shuttles lined up and we go to the first one and it's closed and it's full. We go to the second one, it's closed and it's full. We go to the third one, the door's open. What do we do? We go on the shuttle. Uh, yeah, I go up in the shuttle. And lo and behold, the shuttle's full except for two seats. Oh, how many How name. many of us are, are there? Two. Two. Perfect math. Just the two of us. So we just, we sat down. 
We sit down and then we begin to have a conversation with a woman who's sitting next to us. Uh, and this conversation concerns me a little bit, you know, as the one who tends to worry a little bit more and try to figure out if we're doing the right thing. Yeah, I was feeling great. Uh, you were just like, we're on, on the, shuttle. the shuttle. We're on the shuttle, it's great. And I was like, but something doesn't seem right about this because we didn't talk to anybody, we just got on the shuttle and then we talked and, and she, the woman was not going to the HBO party. And she was, but I, she, but she, but I think she was already under the influence of something. Okay. You know, I, I, there was something going on there because it was not a clear communication from her. And I, basically I, just, I, was, I didn't wanna seem uncool, but I was just like, is this going to the HBO party? And she was like, well, it goes to all the parties. And then I'm like, what do you mean? Is it like, a, are we gonna be dropped off at different parties? We didn't know that all the parties were at the same place. We, had no, we knew nothing. I'm beginning to think we should get off of the shuttle and go and like tell people, hey, we don't, we don't know, we wanna go to the HBO party. We don't belong here is what it sounded like to me. So I'm like, nope, staying put on the shuttle. I'm not gonna admit defeat in front of everybody on this shuttle well, well, by having a walk of shame. Stay tuned to what actually happens. Walk so, of shame, so we, and then the shuttle starts moving so we don't Too have, late at that We're point. like arguing with each other under our breath and I'm like trying to calm Rhett down. Like, and then it's like, well the shuttle's moving, there's nothing we can do now. We finally get over there to the Beverly Hilton. Which they, was like half a mile away, it wasn't they, even that far. They let us off and then they're like, a uh, lot of security people on the red carpet there. And they're like, uh, wristbands, wristbands. I'm like, wristbands? <laughs> I ain't heard yeah, nothing about no wristbands. And everyone on the shuttle has a wristband except you know who? The two guys who just walked onto the shuttle randomly because apparently there was a whole thing at the parking place where you had to get checked in and get your wristband so you could get into the whole There were no hotel. signs, there was no orientation. Yeah, to our def in our defense, no one told us this. And there was other people who were like, oh, I did, we Ubered directly here because I didn't wanna get on that shuttle and uh, I don't have a wristband either. So then this woman's like taking down names and going, going. she's with HBO and she's like going to get wristbands. And it did, okay, now at this point, Talk about being a little bit embarrassed. If you're talking about when trying to save face on, by, for the shuttle, what ended up happening is everyone's getting off these shuttles and just walking straight past security and you and I and some real estate people. <laughs> yeah. They said that they were in real estate. Are all standing out there like, obviously like fans. Yeah, not able to get in. And we look like two guys that just dressed up and walked and we're just hoping we could you know, slide by security like the old, like the Grammy video we did years ago. Because that does happen. There yeah. are people like lurking and trying to look like they belong and just get in. Jeff Bridges was leaving. All kinds of people were coming and going. All kinds of very recognizable actors. My favorite actors. actor. Steven Root walked behind you. I know, and then you didn't tell me until he was already gone. Because I didn't want you, and you should thank me for this, I didn't want you to meet your favorite character actor, Steven Root on the outside of a party where it seems Without like. Without a wristband. Yeah. You didn't wanna do that either. Nope. So thank me. Well, I'm not ready to do that okay. because he wasn't in the party, Brett. He wasn't in our party. Yeah, but he would've been like, you come in and you would've been like, as soon as I get a wristband, he'd you be like, oh, he's one of those guys, right? Mm -hmm. Well, but we may have ended up faring better than if we hadn't have gotten on the shuttle. I think we because, did. Because um, it did take about 30 minutes of I was kind of frantically texting our PR people because uh, I thought that we were not gonna get in at that point. We we're gonna have to go back to home base and it was gonna set us back forever. But eventually we did get, uh, somebody came out and gave us wristbands and then we were able to check in and 
It did take about 30 minutes and a lot of people walking by. But we have, a, we have reason to believe that if we had have gone all the way to the back of the line and checked in the right way, we probably would have gotten to the party at like an hour and a half later. It was ridiculous oh, yeah. how, how, how late this thing was. But then we go in. So we got in earlier. But we got in and uh, this party was different. It was bigger. You could get plates full of food at this party and there were seats. There were like tables, like round tables. It was much more laid back. It was more like a dinner party. Well, not a dinner party, but a party where you could eat dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a party where you can eat dinner. But not a dinner party where everybody's seated and someone gives a speech, that's not it. But I would say the percentage of. Um, really famous people was. Lower percentage of really famous people, but a lot of just like, I know that guy from that movie, I know that guy from that show, but I don't know his name and you probably wouldn't either, but you'd recognize him. It was like a lot of those people and then a lot of industry people and it was a, it was a much larger party. But I mean. In terms of space and in terms of attendance. We had some good conversations with people who, you know, it's again, it's good to have industry conversations, meet producers and all this type of stuff. So it's like, and, and a number of those people talked to us because they knew who we, who we were. Sometimes because they're kids know who we were, but hey, that's a good end. Well, I'll take it any way I can get it. And we also, well, we had a couple of people that we wanted to talk to, right? It was HBO party, so we we thought that uh, Mark and Jay Duplass would be there, right? We both finished reading their book. Yep. Fans of theirs, we think. I'd like to have a conversation We'd with like them. to talk to those guys, right? Because yeah. we just think that. Just relate to their, rela their relationship. Similar backgrounds. And uh, similar philosophies, and but I we I don't they weren't there as far as we, they could have been there and maybe we missed them, but we didn't see them. So because I was trying to and maybe I I, I pushed it too far in in my direction, which I was like, let's talk to people that we've got a reason to talk to. That doesn't mean we have to know them, but like let's initiate a conversation and there's like an end. Like with those guys, it would have been like, hey, we just read your book, and first of all, that would mean something to them because we're not talking about room. 104 or whatever everybody else is talking about. We're talking about this thing that like, oh. Pet project. You guys like the book. Yeah, we just listened to it. Here's all these parallels that are really interesting between us and you guys and. You were prepped for that. I was ready for that conversation. Uh, but that didn't happen. We saw Pete Holmes who had been on uh, Good Mythical Morning. Let's call him a friend of the show. Friend of the show. And uh, had a conversation, met his wife for the first time, had a great conversation with Pete. He actually said, the same, basically the same thing is like, it took us forever to get into this party and I'm glad I ran into you guys because getting you know having a conversation that I wanna be in is actually makes it worth it. That felt great, you know, because he's thinking the same thing. Wait, he, he's but, got a show on HBO and he's thinking the same thing. Like who am I gonna talk to at this thing? But let's not make it out to be like, we have to have certain types of interactions at a party to feel good about ourselves because earlier you established we don't need that. Well, but I'm not the one that tries. To, well, then what is your what is your goal in all the conversations that you try to initiate? You're just trying to have a good time, move and shake. I mean, there is a business to this, but it's not. It's what I don't need to feel good about myself, and I don't think you do either. But I'm just saying that it sounded like it in that moment where it's like, oh, it felt good for somebody to say they wanted to talk to us, and it did feel good. One, but it's it's just a weird, it's a weird environment where like, and maybe this is this is kind of true of. LA in general is that it's people trying to get themselves noticed or get their project accomplished or to like to make their way. And so it's, you know, 
industry parties are industry parties. They're to in they're to they're to work. You know, it's not like a friend party, like you said, where like, yeah, you may there may be a bunch of celebrities at a party, and boy, wouldn't that be interesting? But they're there because they're friends. Like that's not an industry party. Well, because I mean, with the th- got to get something done. Well, because one of the things that we're that we're thinking about, just str- you know, strategically, creatively. Um, I don't know. One of the things that we've learned is getting really qualified people to help you make things into make things happen. Is that's what we want to do, right? I mean, that's that's the reason that we're doing what we do today is because at some point we figured out, oh, you know what really works is getting people who can do things better than we can to do those things. And that's why we have a team now. But the, the same thing applies to, well, who are you gonna work with? Who, who are you gonna collaborate with on this project? Who's gonna, who's gonna help write it, produce it? Who's gonna act in it? That kind of thing and, and things that we wanna do. And so you want to have those connections so that when you say, here's the idea, Will you help make it happen? Would you like to be in it to an actor or whatever? It's like, oh yeah, we yeah, I do because either I saw you at that party and I saw you guys on the red carpet and then I look, you know, it, these little touch points matter if you right. wanna play that game. But and it's all unspoken. I don't think, well maybe there is a booklet or something but, and maybe I could have saved a lot of heartache and sidestepped a, a fun podcast though by reading it. I don't think that any damage has been done. No. Let, let, let me let me just clarify that. Well, I didn't say it had been. I I think that um, even in the most even the most embarrassing interaction that you had with with, with Mr. David Byrne, uh, Little Dicky is what they call him. He's, he has a rap name. I call him Dave. Um, even that conversation, the chances of us working with Little Dicky actually went up because of the interaction. Now, there are interactions where the chances would have gone down, right? The chances would have gone down. Um, it, they, they were really, they were at a tipping, they were right there in a real gray area for a second there. Yeah. Um, Glad I didn't have a rock right. with John Mayer. That uh, would have been horrible. But uh, I think ultimately, I do think that the most important thing, I don't wanna overemphasize the principles and the like rules and stuff like that because I think that the, I do think that the, the most important thing is just beginning the conversation. Um, but I do think that we now know how to be a tad more strategic. I think that there were no mishaps at the Golden Globe party except for the shuttle thing which I think ended up being great. We got there earlier. So I don't, I don't think I have, any demerits? No lessons learned at, at Golden the Globes. HBO party. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I can't think of any any lessons learned yeah. at, the, at the Golden Globes party. And I got a tux out of it. Well, I had. To, I mean, I bought it. Uh, well, well, I tell you one lesson we learned. We actually applied it. After you go through the red carpet and get your pictures taken by the professional photographers, you go back to the red carpet at the end of the night, and there will be people taking their pictures with their iPhones. Yeah, you get one of them to take a picture of you. Uh, with your phone, yeah, and that will allow you to have a picture on your camera roll that isn't. You don't have to wait to the next day to get some Getty image or something like that. That's right. So, like the picture that we posted was just a picture from the phone. That's a little hack. That's a little insider tip. There it is. So we're going to get. So now, next time we post photos from the next thing we go to. 
you're gonna be thinking, man, that's that's a lot more complicated than <laughs> I thought it was. Lots of ins and outs. Yeah. So, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for for learning along with us. Because I mean, let's be clear, we both learned a lot, right? I learned so much watching you, like <laughs> so much. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a teacher, man. I'm a teacher in action. Right, you what you, not to do? You teach by example. <laughs> you t- you teach by bad example. <laughs> it is it is a it is a form of teaching. I admit it. It is fun. I'm enjoying myself. And uh, Stephen Root, I'm coming for you. Oh gosh. <laughs>